This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Hey guys, Mike here. Uh, awesome to be back with the first three episodes of season four. It's been awesome getting all your feedback and stuff as well. So thank you so much, everyone, for uh, getting in touch with me. Love hearing from you all the time. Of course, at TCB Pod on Instagram is a new way to get in touch with the show. Lots of exclusive and behind-the-scenes content there. And as well as that, patreon.com slash radio mic is a great way for you to support the show as well. Hey, this is a bonus episode. Now, last year, if you if you checked it out, I was putting up uh, bonus episodes once a month of my radio spots over on 3AW Afternoons with DD Dunleavy. That was a segment I was actually filling in for because the producer, Kirsten, who normally would do it, was away. So I was filling in for that for a few months. That was called Showdown, where I talked movies and TV. Got so much positive feedback on that, and thank you so much, all of you who uh, enjoyed those bonus eps. Now, uh, I mentioned it on the pod, but I will say DD uh, has asked me to do a weekly shorter segment on the show um, called What's Trending? And I've got my own opener on a commercial radio show, and it's awesome. Basically, what this segment is, is me looking at uh, topics that have trended online over that week, like big trending topics. Now, sometimes you might find, uh, I've basically put the first four weeks, it is shorter than the showdown segment. Um, it's about 10 minutes. And what basically how it works in the context of her show is Didi comes out of a true crime, basically half hour where she gets a crime reporter uh, to talk true crime in Melbourne and true crime in Australia. So it's pretty intense, pretty deep. And then she said, I want something basically where we can come out of true crime. There's 15 minutes left in the show. We just get a few light stories and a couple laughs at the end of the show. And so, you know, we're workshopping it every week and trying to find uh, the best way that it fits on the show. And uh, I think I found the groove by about the last segment. So I don't know. I'd, I'd love for you guys to listen. And I'd also love feedback on what you think. I'm, I, I always feel very anxious when I'm doing these and I kind of kick myself after everyone and put myself down. We are our harshest critics, so I'm um, that's a natural thing to me and long-term listeners will know, like, I'm a very anxious person anyway. But what I thought I'd say is um, you might find that some of the stories that I talk about in this I have also talked about in 20th Century Boy on the podcast. Like, there is a little bit of crossover there sometimes and I find that particularly as I'm extremely busy at the moment, I'm kind of, you know, reaching for similar stories across both. So there is a little bit of doubling up, but I try to, you know, I'm, I'm tailoring it for two different audiences. So I do approach it a little bit differently. But stuff like, for example, Wordle, I talked about in the first week and other topics as well. Otherwise, there's a little bit more political stuff and, and, um, and, and stuff like that. So I'd love for you to give this a listen and... Uh, you know, the one that I, I did one today, Thursday the 10th of Feb, that's the fourth week I've done. So I'm going to put these out every week. And I think this was the one where I felt like I finally had a good groove of what I wanted to do. Again, I think I kind of um, tripped over my words a bit. I had kind of prepared a few jokes. I actually workshopped them with Sammy Garlip, who, um, you know, is a stand-up I've worked with heaps on Harry Potter and the Boys. And he also is riding on the 100 with me as well. So, um you know, I workshopped some of the gags and I had a bunch of stuff written. I am still trying to figure out, you know, like being on air and 
you know, being really confident about what I'm saying. So I do trip over a bit, but I'm definitely getting there and I, I'm really excited about continuing this stuff moving forward and I love doing all this radio stuff. I would love to keep doing weekly spots on different radio shows and stuff. And also, I'm really keen to try stand-up comedy. Uh, I'm going to put that out here first. I'm really keen to try an open mic. I've got little bits and what I realise is a lot of you know, little clips from 20th Century Boy that I cut do kind of function as stand-up bits. Like, they're set up, punchline, gag, you know, and I would really like to do it. There is, uh, I didn't expect to be talking about this, but there is some barrier and anxiety within me that is stopping me from doing it. And uh, I'm trying to book back in with a therapist and try and work through that. I really want to do it. I'm putting it out there publicly for the first time. I really want to just try stand-up. Um, I don't know what it is that's holding me back. It's a, it's a nervousness and a, and a fear of vulnerability, but I think by putting it out there, I might be making myself a little bit more accountable. But anyway, guys, that's a story for another time. I'm just putting it out there. I'd love to do um, that kind of stuff soon. And I feel like what I'm doing in these segments is, yes, yeah, setting up, writing little jokes around stories and delivering them to to make a few lighthearted laughs. So yeah, um, over the next however long, you'll hear four weeks worth of this segment. And uh, I really hope you enjoy it. And uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on it as well. Thank you so much, guys. You are the best listeners in the world. I love you. Time's infinity. Let's uh, get it all started with. On 3AW Afternoons. Internet, eh? What's trending? With Michael Liberale. 23 minutes to three. How's that for you, Michael? You like that? I didn't actually know I was getting my own opener, Didi. And I love that you included a Simpsons reference in there, as I'm a huge fan. So thank you very much. It's very clever. I can't take credit. (laughs) It was uh, Richard Stansbury on the panel, but uh, glad you like it. Thanks, Richie. So there's the question (laughs) for you, Michael. And um, obviously, Hmm. you're familiar to people who listen to this program. You filled in on Showdown for Kirsten last year. And we're keeping you because you need to tell us what's trending. So what is trending? Yes, apparently because I'm in my 20s, I know everything that is trending on the internet, but I'm going to confirm that that is true. Oh, can I start with a question? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You can explain this one to me because I keep seeing it on Twitter. What What is Wordle? Yeah, great. Well, this is where I wanted to start because Wordle is a online game that has actually gone viral. Now, don't get, don't panic about it being an online game. It's very easy to play. It's basically this... I'm going to do my best to try and explain it, Didi. It's a word game in which you have to try and guess a five-letter word, right? Hang on. Is it – so I keep seeing references to it on Twitter. Do you play it via Twitter or is it an, an app called Wordle? It's – you can play it in your in, in a browser on your computer or your mm. phone. You just type in Wordle on Google. And then what happens is you guess this five-letter word and you just start with any five-letter word and what will happen is the the – you have six chances to guess the word. I know it's confusing, but bear with me. When you guess your first word, the letters in that word will light up different colours. If it's grey, it means that letter is not in the word. If it's yellow, it means that letter is in the word, but it's not in the right spot. And if it's green, it means you've got that letter in the exact spot. And with the information you gather, you then try to deduce what the word is in six turns. And when people share it to Twitter, 
it kind of represents each color in a block. And that's probably what you've been seeing going viral oh, online. I love it. I want to have a go at this. I won't do it right now because I'll humiliate myself in front of everyone. <laughs> it's good. Have you been playing it? I've been playing it every day. It's very addictive. But here's what I will say. There's only one Wordle puzzle every day. So once you solve it, you have to wait till the next day for it to be updated. Oh, that's not something people... you young folk do very well. Is it waiting no, patiently? But yeah, well, that's the thing because a few people have created alternative websites that are like unlimited Wordle. So people have just taken the idea and made it unlimited. But what I've found is Wordle isn't as fun when you don't have to wait to do it. It gets old very easily when you can just do as many as you want. Oh. So I encourage you to just do the daily challenge. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. What else is trending? All right. One thing I saw this week that I thought was really funny, you would obviously be familiar with Andy Lee of the Hamish and Andy Never heard of him. Uh, Don't podcast. Know. No. Oh, he, he's Blank. getting bigger. He's Nothing. getting bigger. They both are. Andy uh, does a little bit of work for the, for the tennis and Channel 9. And what he's done uh, this week, he does this little segment. He did it last year as well. It's called Guess Whom, where he sits down with a tennis player and plays a game of the, the children's board game Guess Who, but he's changed the title to Guess Whom. Um, last year, he did one with Novak. And what he's done is he's reused that footage of him with Novak and changed the questions around to make it sound like his deportation. I think we have a grab of this, if we can play it. Does that person over there have a legitimate visa to be able to stay in the country? No. Am I Novak? Yeah. It's another loss for you this week. You have stayed pretty calm about it, though. <laughs> what do you mean, calm? Kidding me or what? <laughs> so a, a lot of people have fallen for this, Didi, and think that somehow Novak has sat down with Andy to do this before being deported. <laughs> it is reused footage, but it is a great video to check out. Did oh, you see this? I, I did. And do you think, was there any adverse reaction? Did anyone take exception to Andy making fun of Novak? I did go on Twitter and type in Andy Lee, Novak Djokovic, and there were a few people who did seem upset about it. And I, and I think that's fair. But from what I can tell, the overall uh, Melbourne response has been very positive to this. It, it is quite a funny watch, and it's very clever how he's kind of re-spliced uh, the, the audio and video there. Oh, I think it's very clever. I like it. Wonderful uh, 3693, if you didn't think it was funny. Um, what else was uh, trending, Michael? On a more serious note, a video went viral over Instagram initially this week from a Melbourne woman named Melanie Sweekenek. This video's got nearly 100,000 likes over the past week. And essentially, um, well, I might let her speak. I think we have a grab of this one as well. My name is Melanie and I'm currently going through IVF process. And I really just wanted to let you know that this is something that not I elected to do, and not one other person who is going through IVF has elected to do. This is something we are doing as our only opportunity to have a child. Gosh, so, so hard to hear is, that and not get emotional, isn't it? it? It is really heartfelt. In response to uh, the Victorian government marking uh, IVF as an elective surgery, Melanie has posted this very heartfelt video um, that got a lot of response, a lot of shares online, and um, a lot of news coverage. And 
on a positive note, I do believe as of today, as of this morning, the Victorian government has reversed that. They have actually made IVF a non-elective, an essential um, procedure again, which is a good result for Melanie. I encourage you to watch this full video because it is it is really um, touching to see how much this means to a lot of people who haven't had success with like a natural conception and are relying on IVF to make their dreams of having a family come true. Yeah, she was very brave to post that because it was very exposing for her, you know, to be so emotional. But you could see, you could hear the genuine anguish in her voice. So well done to her. I think she can take credit for that uh, decision being reversed. And um, everyone loves a buffet, Michael. Give us your trending buffet story. Okay, this is a a lighter one to end up on. This is really funny. A a Californian woman, I believe, has posted a TikTok video. It's funny. This is in two parts. Her first TikTok video she posted is her at an all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant, right? And she's posted this video being like, I'm going to eat as much sushi, going to get my money's worth. I resonate with her because I love sushi. But she ends up eating over 30 sushi rolls. The next day, she posts a follow-up TikTok of her in hospital saying, I bet you're wondering how this happened. And it, and from all of the sushi that she ate, uh, it caused her to get some kind of gastronomical uh, um, reaction in her stomach and she's ended up on a drip in hospital, which is... Uh, hilarious. And I love that it started out as a boastful thing and it's ended up as a regretful thing. I I, I love it when people make fools of themselves that way. Yes, I don't think <laughs> under any other circumstances we would laugh at someone who ended up on a drip, but she did it to herself, Michael. What did we and learn? she has a good sense of humour about it. <laughs> but yeah, don't, don't eat too much raw fish. Enjoy responsibly, I think, is the moral <laughs> of this one. Michael, thank you. A nice, very nice snapshot of what is happening in the world, what everyone's talking about, what's trending. We look forward to catching up with you again next week. Michael Liberale there. On 3AW Afternoons. Internet, eh? What's trending? With Michael Liberale. 23 minutes to three. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, Dee Dee. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. So for people who have heard little mentions of certain things, don't feel you've kept up with all the big stories of the week. Michael's going to give us them in a snapshot, what's been trending on social media. We might just put aside the heavier one, which was probably the Grace Tame story. I imagine that's probably the one most people were talking about this week. What's been trending, Michael? Well, I don't know if you heard this one, Dee Dee, but in case you're feeling out of the loop, I do want to confirm that the Wiggles did, in fact, win this year's Hottest 100 over on Triple J. I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about other radio stations. Yes, you can. I'm uh, so confused by this. What happened? So you obviously know what the Hottest 100 is. It happens in January every year over on Triple J, and listeners of that station vote for their favourite song of the year. And this year, the Wiggles, who have done a cover of the Tame Impala song Elephant, have taken it home. Can we just hear a little bit of uh, of the cover? So is that Tame Impala or is that the Wiggles? That was the Wiggles there. Are you familiar with the original song, No, this is why it doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So Tame Impala, you know, they're an Australian group. I I think it's actually predominantly one guy and they're quite popular over on Triple J. 
the Wiggles kind of in a meme joke kind of way came in and decided to cover that song on Triple J for their Like A Version segment. Oh. And I think just as, you know, the, people think the cover is great. It's a mashup with their other song, Fruit Salad. And I think just because of the fun of it and the joke of it and the meme of it all, um, listeners have voted this almost as a joke, as the number one. Right, what do you, okay. What do you think of this? Do you well, think it it's, sounded uh, okay. No, but, it, but, that, <laughs> but that explains why it didn't make sense to 99% of us who have never heard the elephant song or the Wiggles version of the elephant song. It kind of came out of nowhere. And I think most people have a passing interest in the Hot 100 just to see what, what are the top songs of the year. But, um, yeah, I could work it out. Thank you for explaining. Uh, Nearly what... 4 million views on YouTube as well. If oh. you want to type in the Wiggles elephant cover, um, it, it's quite fun wow. to watch. That's a lot, isn't it? What else you got this week? Okay, here's a headline I think you you would never have thought you'd be hearing on the radio, but I, I, I promise you this is a real story. Scientists have taught a goldfish how to drive. No. This is 100% true. Okay, it's a little bit misleading. There's not a goldfish actually behind the wheel of a car. Hang on, but scientists... hang on a minute. Now, I remember that Domino's ad. We, we were in lockdown <laughs> and the two fish drive up in their car and get a pizza. <laughs> It's kind of like that. And I think a similar thing happens in um, one of the Finding Nemo movies. I think an, an octopus starts driving a truck in one of those <laughs> movies as well. But this is real life, Didi. It's not a Domino's ad. Basically, they've constructed what is essentially a, a fish tank attached to a vehicle um, with four wheels, you know, a normal vehicle. Mm-hmm. And as the fish swims in a direction and pushes against the the sides of the tank, it actually is pushing that car and the wheels are pushing it across to get food on the other side of the room. So they have actually trained a goldfish to drive a vehicle and navigate towards food. And it's pretty magnificent. It's a very interesting video. It's it's a bit of fun. Uh, You probably just want to type in goldfish learns how to drive and i'm almost positive it will come up good look forward to having a look at that one and now the prime minister was one of the trending topics this week scott morrison yeah for many reasons was one of the trending topics this week but but here's a a, a more light-hearted one that people are, are making fun of a bit um Obviously, at the moment, because of the pandemic, there are a lot of staff shortages all around the country. So our Prime Minister has suggested that we should be giving children or people under the age of 18 uh, the ability to drive forklifts so they can help uh, with, I guess, distribution of goods because people aren't available to drive forklifts. Everything's being held up. I thought this was really, really funny. And over on Twitter, there were hundreds of tweets, um, people posting memes and jokes about the concept of young kids driving forklifts. In fact, someone did post this video of an American guy who essentially is saying, hey, I taught my kid to drive a forklift in one day. Here's a little bit of audio. Take a listen to this. I want you to pick up this container right over here and put it over there. Got it? Be careful of the customer's truck over here, okay? To your right. To your right. No, Tyler. To your right. Brakes. <laughs> so he do does reckon, say... Hang on. Do you reckon that's a setup they would deliberately make it? Because I used to never trust people with the funniest home videos. I don't know. It looks pretty real because the kid's face looks pretty shocked when that bang you hear at the end is 
the forks of the forklift literally going straight through the customer's truck that um the dad mentioned in the video. I I, I find this really funny. Nearly thirty thousand views over on Twitter as well. I'm so cynical about that. I reckon they set it up. But either way, it was a very funny video. Michael, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We'll get another update on what's trending from Michael next week. On 3AW Afternoons. Internet, eh? What's trending? With Michael Liberale. All right, Michael Liberale, good afternoon. Hi, Dee Dee. How are you going today? I, I'm well, thank you. I hadn't heard about the pie chart fail. What is it? Oh, uh, this is a, a pretty hilarious uh, mathematical fail from the news poll, which is an, a, a, from The Australian. They obviously give updates on how our politicians are tracking coming up to the election. This pie chart, we all know what a pie chart looks like. It's it's a circular chart um, that breaks up into 100%, Right but they've put out this pie chart that basically has uh, who would make a better PM, Morrison and Albanese, 43% for Morrison and 41% for Albanese. That's the pie chart. I'm not great at maths, but even I can make that into 84. So what was the other 12%? Was that that not there? Well, 16%, Dee Dee, actually. You you aren't great at maths, as you've just proven to us. Um, (laughs) It's supposed to be uh, the other 16% was unsure. But they've also got Morrison's 43% takes up more than half of the pie chart. Wow. Half of the pie chart is 50%. So I I do feel like this might have just been a huge mistake. I'm not trying to say that they've tried to manipulate the data or anything like that, but... Who knows? It's a very funny picture that went very viral on Twitter this week. So it's whoever's done the graphics. I mean, it's not like a typo that you can say, oh, that's oh, slip of the finger, type the wrong letter. If you've drawn up an entire graphic that is wrong, uh, they've obviously had someone like me doing it and getting it wrong. <laughs> wow. And that was the Australian. I mean, the Australian normally are smarter than the rest of us, aren't they? Surely they should have got that right. Um, Michael, you know you've got me addicted to Wordle now and there's a bit of news on Wordle during the week. I'm not sure if this is good news or bad news for us Wordle fans, Didi, but essentially the guy who created Wordle created it as a word game that he and his girlfriend could play. It's accidentally gone viral around the world. And the New York Times this week purchased Wordle for what is being reported as a f- as in the low seven figures. So essentially he made a game for him and his girlfriend to play and now he's been paid about a million dollars from the New York Times. A lot of people on Twitter are really annoyed about this because they think the Times are going to put it behind a paywall and then we won't be able to play Wordle for free anymore, which would be a huge shame. I'll give everyone a tip. There is an app, someone shared it with me, called Word hero it's exactly the same game and you can play as many games as you like and do one go on to the next one word hero is the app if you like playing wordle and you're worried about having to pay for it one day um the small cat comment at the tennis again i missed that what was that all about okay uh danil medvedev who was playing against Sitsipas in the australian open he had a little bit of an issue with the referee of that game had a pretty heated uh attack at him um, because he believed Tsitsipas's father was coaching him from the sidelines. After the game, he went up to the referee and said this. Next time you should be a correlation because he's picking you. If you don't, you are a, how can I call it? Small cat. Did he say small cat? He said small cat. So I think what's happened is he's 
tried to insult the referee, but maybe it's gotten a little bit lost in translation. But to be honest, after Medvedev's performance and how he behaved in that game, I'm going to call him a little bit of a male appendage head. Right, got you. I know what you mean. Uh, and the uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, Neil Young was at war with him. Where has that landed? Look, Joe Rogan's podcast is really controversial. It's owned by Spotify. Neil Young this week has decided to remove his his music catalogue from Spotify because he doesn't like what Joe Rogan has been saying on his podcast around COVID misinformation. Now, I don't care about the podcast very much, but I did want to say I have no idea who Neil Young is. Am no. I showing my age a bit? You are. How old are you? I'm 27. Who is Neil Young? What wow. is his famous song? Well, yeah, um, comes a time. He's kind of, you know, surfies, old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you, something I'd look at your life. Um, he's he's kind of was the soundtrack to Surfies in the 1970, I think, Michael, which is definitely right. not you. Well, uh, ironically, Didi, when I went to search his music on Spotify, obviously I couldn't find it. So I have not yet heard any of his music. Sorry to everyone who's a Neil Young fan out there. Go and get yourself some music education, Michael. A pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for giving us a couple of laughs. We'll talk again next week and find out what's trending with Michael Liberale. It's quarter to three. On 3AW Afternoons, Internet A, What's Trending? With Michael Liberale. 23 minutes to three. I love that horn section, Michael. It's such a big intro for you. How are you? I'm good. It's been a relatively quiet week in the world of the internet, which I think you you don't often have these days. It's usually pretty busy on there. There's always an outrage of some sort. <laughs> I know. Well, well, can I start you off with something that might outrage a few people out there this week, Dee? I'm sure you've heard this and it's devastating news, but unfortunately, Neighbours, one of Australia's longest running soap operas, may officially be coming to an end. Are you devastated about this, TV? No, Stevie? I could not give a flying. I've never watched it in my <laughs> life. And it's, I don't know, does anyone watch it? I mean, you're saying it's sad news. Don't tell me you've watched it, Michael. Well, well, I think the, look, the fact that it's being cancelled suggests that no, not many people are watching it. But, but what I'll say is it's had a pretty good run. I would say that, um, Ryan Maloney, who plays Toadie, he must be one of the only Australian actors who has had long-term ongoing employment for the past 30-odd years. He's done pretty well for himself. He must be pretty disappointed. Actually, you know who I reckon will be happy about Neighbours coming to an end, Who? I reckon the characters in Neighbours will be pretty happy. You know, I reckon Ramsey Street's surely got to be one of the deadliest streets in Australia. People die there every year. There's explosions. There's, you know, there's stabbings. There's Carl's cheating on Susan for the 10th time in two years. I reckon they might finally be able to have some peace now that the show's ending. Why would anyone want to live there? You know quite a bit about a show that you claim not to watch, Michael. Hmm. Huge, huge fan back when I was in grade five because my mum <laughs> used to watch it and it was after The Simpsons. Don't blame stuff on your mum. All right, what else is trending this week? 
Hey, this one actually kind of shocked me. Are, are you a fan of Robert Irwin, Steve's son? No, never have been very much. And I, I've heard his name this week, but I didn't really look. What, what, what did he do? I love Robert. I think he's so well-spoken and he's following in the footsteps of his dad so much. Um, case in point, he nearly got eaten by a crocodile at Australia Zoo when he was trying to feed it. I think we've got some audio of it here. Now, we want to see a nice big reaction out of him. That's how we know he's happy. Yeah, he's keen. Up here, mate. Jeez, he's keen. Oh, that was great. Yeah, I'm going to throw this at him. Go bail, bail, bail. Bail, bail, bail. <laughs> yeah, so... Sorry. I think when you're, <laughs> I when you're in that. a cage with... When you're in a cage with a crocodile and you're saying bail, 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 I think you definitely want to be bailing. <laughs> but um, do, do you remember that photo of Steve when Robert was just a baby and Steve was feeding the crocodile yes. and holding baby Robert under his arm? And I really feel like things have come full circle now. Yes. Gosh, I'd forgotten that. You're absolutely right. That's so funny. His voice, bail, bail, bail. He's trying not to like, I'm yeah. keeping my game face on because the cameras are rolling, but I'm about to die here. Hope, thank goodness he <laughs> yeah. got, it, got away okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is okay. Just to clear it up for everyone. Um, Finally this week, a lot of people, and this was over on Twitter going gangbusters, it went really viral there, um, footage of Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, who is currently on an election kind of campaign touring around the country trying to win votes. He's been caught on camera uh, washing a first-year apprentice's hair, so like a, a hairdresser apprentice. She's getting her hair washed in a salon, and Scott Morrison comes in and basically goes, can I give that a shot, and starts washing her hair to very mixed response from the public who thought it was kind of weird. What do you think about this? Well, I'd, actually, I didn't have a problem with it at all. To me, it was just another political stunt like the kissing of babies or the biting of sausages mm. and just that whole thing of, oh, look at me being like a normal person. It was a little bit odd because, like, I wouldn't get my dad to wash my hair. Um, <laughs> what did you think of it? Well, well, I kind of agree with you. It's just another political stunt. And to be fair, the apprentice who had her hair washed did say, uh, I'm not used to something like that. And it was quite exciting. Getting him to wash my hair was quite fun. And I think, you know, we don't know where Scott Morrison is going to land in this election, of course, but at least it shows that he is multi-skilled and he might be able to transfer <laughs> into a career in, in hairdressing after being prime minister. But I was going to ask you, Didi, what kind of jobs... Do you think uh, Scott Morrison might trial on this on this election campaign? Do you think he might get into the crocodile ring with Robert Irwin and, and see if he can feed the crocs with him? Oh, gee whiz, no, that'd be too dangerous. Leave that to the professionals. I don't know. Look, I, I don't mind it. I actually find it amusing. And I found the hairdressing thing amusing because they're, they're just, that's what they do, politicians. Can you think of another mm. job for him? Uh, not off the top of my head. I mean, I think he'd be good in hairdressing. I think, wasn't Julia Gillard's partner a hairdresser? Yes, and she always had immaculate yeah, hair. So, yes, exactly. Exactly. So he could be good with that as well. Michael, thank you. It has been a pleasure. We'll chat again next week and find out from Michael Liberale what's trending this time next week. Up next, we're going to check what the weather's doing with Leonard Vinia Nixon and um, I want to ask Olivia what she's doing tomorrow. You'll find out in a moment right here on 3AW. Thanks for listening, guys. If you made it to the end, I really appreciate it. Little goodbye message from me. Having a lot of fun doing this, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. I've been so excited to share this, and uh, yeah, there will probably be one of these every month. So, you know, for compilation, for like a comp. Um, 
like a compilation of four of these over four weeks. And look, I'm looking at the time now. This has gone for about half an hour, which is actually pretty good. I think that's a good little bonus for you. I will say as well, Mike Talks, my other bonus that goes up on this feed every now and then. There's a few episodes of that in the works as well. So look forward to that. Of course, patreon.com slash radio Mike. Give a dollar a month if you like what I do and want to support any of the stuff I do, including all of my other podcasts, Harry Potter and the Boys, and just my career in general. Every dollar counts. Um, I love all the support that I've got. And uh, it'd be awesome to see you on the Patreon, get a couple bonus podcasts as well there. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I love you. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com. Listener.